You are listening to Irish Illustrated Insider, two-man booth today, Priester and O'Malley, talking Notre Dame football 17 days before the opener. It's Friday, August 16th. There'll be an open practice on Saturday, Saturday, August 17th. Uh, I will be in Los Angeles with the Notre Dame Club of Los Angeles, but O'Malley will be there, and uh, we'll be back podcasting again on Monday, recapping the weekend. But I do want to start with, since this, since I requested no questions about linebackers this week, we will address it in the opening and then move on from there, and we may dip back into linebackers again. Who knows? But uh, and that's just a like kind of a one day ban since we overdid <laughs> it earlier in the week. But the linebacker situation, Tim, maybe it's starting to to sort itself out. Drew White looks like a guy they really like at Mike linebacker. They've rotated Asmar Bilal at both positions. We know that they like Jack Lamb. A rotation at Buck. Okay, not necessarily rotation, but a situational. Uh, insertion of Buck linebackers, those two, and Drew White at Mike. What do you think? Is it going to pan out that way? I don't know. Maybe anointing Drew White too much because I think his is a situational substitution as well. Like I, I don't think Bilal and Lamb are going to be a true rotation. I think Bilal is the base defender at Buck and Lamb would be the third down guy, which is what we heard about Jack Lamb back in the spring, that he just has an acumen for it. I mean, Clark Lever went into detail saying that guy's length his speed, yeah, no his doubt. knowledge. So it's it's less of a rotation than it is a package, I think, package linebacker. And then do you see Bilal playing both so that then White gets spelled Then White as can well. be spelled by like Bilal. Um, White will also be spelled in the nickel, I would uh, Not in the nickel, oh, yeah. in the dime, of well, course. Well, yeah, definitely. And then in the nickel, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I mean, I just, until we see, and we, I mean, to be honest, the, since Monday we haven't seen anything. We right, haven't been right. allowed into practice, so we don't know actually the, today is practice number 11, I believe. Yeah, they had a day uh, off, so yeah, they had two days right, off. Right, practice days. number 11. So we, we've missed the last couple. But, I mean, until we see evidence of one of those other linebackers really stepping forward, uh, those, are, those are the three that we're, that we're right. working with in, in our discussions about them. A good way to clean it up from seeing three practices plus a smattering of one. That one doesn't even count for this conversation. But haven't seen a lot of Jordan Jenmark Heath making headway. doesn't mean he isn't because we've missed six mm-hmm. of the practices. Um, would you you would not walk into practice right now thinking you're going to see Jordan Jenmark Heath all of a sudden rotate with the ones anymore, right? You would be surprised. It would I would be a be, notable thing. I would be surprised. Yes. And veterans like John Jones are not rotating their way up. No, Bo Bauer, Bauer not, we haven't. Not going to beat out Drew White, I don't think, at this point. No, I don't. I think it's a little disappointing that he is not more in the picture, or at least it appears that he's not more in the picture because he is a downhill guy, just like they say that Drew Drew White is. Maybe and, he's and the guy backing up White. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Yeah. Maybe he is. We'll know more, or you'll find out first right. on Saturday, and we'll discuss that on Monday. But, you know, as far as interior defensive line options, I've mentioned just some of my concerns about what they lost there. Not that they don't have good players there, and they have some depth. I mean, they have, we know they're a solid two deep. Um you know, I, I just we're going to see more of those defensive ends rotated inside, yeah. and you know, a guy that uh, we've seen Dalen Hayes, of course, do that before. Uh, and Kareem does it, in and Kareem yeah. does it. Uh, you know, I've thought since last year that uh, Okundeji is a is a candidate for that. His his weight doesn't necessarily indicate that, but that hasn't that hasn't been an issue as far as rotating defensive ends in there. So I think. 
you know, I, I think that they will solve their issues on the interior of the defensive line by being creative and using some of that talent. Clearly, on passing downs, third down situ- situations. Yeah, that's an easy call. But, but I think we may see more of those defensive ends inside to kind of bridge the gap that was lost with Tillery and Bonner. And to back you up on that, in the in the Notre Dame release video, there was a highlight of Ogundeji a line next to Kurt Heinisch. That that doesn't seem like a third down package to me that Kurt Heinisch is involved in that. I mean, it, it could be, but he's not. He's the last guy you think of as the t- interior lineman in a third down package. Right. Now, he does get penetration, but the chase would be difficult. So seeing him there means he's probably repped, Ogundeji. He is about 250. He's not, and he's long, but he is a physical guy, as you've pointed out. He's a big 250, he right? He's a big, he's an right. imposing guy. The same way uh, yeah. Justin Adamiola is a big 250. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they have enough that they don't have to go to still recovering Jamie and Franklin right away, and I'm sure still getting back into the swing of things, freshman Hunter Spears. I yeah. Mean, uh, Howard Cross, I guess, would be an option, yeah. but I don't know that we've seen enough headway there. You to figure Ogan Deji over Howard Cross, though, right, at this point? You would, certainly. You would want that, or Hayes. Certainly, yeah, yeah. certainly, certainly. Uh, Ogan Deji was a guy that Mike Elston was high on and, and even came right out and beyond hinting saying that he uh, that that he would be one of the guys rotating on the inside, but we, we haven't seen a lot of evidence of that. Now, I don't know how much this matters, but the only two-time player of the day is Adeogan Deji. Non-kicker. Camp, non-kicker. Door, door as well. John, Jonathan Door. He has less competition, though. But, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> so... Ogundeji was practice three back in Culver, which did include some pads, and also practice ten, which I think is extremely notable. But scrimmaging action too, so that's yeah. I mean, I, it's not like they just throw the names out there; they're they're definitely rewarding them for it. I know, well, I would I, I think know effort so. is a huge well, you, part of it. No, and yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, John Doerr wouldn't be named twice if he wasn't putting the ball through the uprights. <laughs> I mean, it's just call. as simple yeah. as that. So, and and is that. You know, motivation and encouragement for Jonathan Dore, absolutely. Sure. You know, and so whatever you have to do, you reward him with his successes. But we have heard also, we I, I wrote about this in Thursday Thoughts. You know, we saw uh, Harrison Leonard have a good day. We saw Dore have a good day. We've heard more about Dore having good days, mm-hmm. though, when we haven't been there. I put out a couple. We're going to finish this segment with talking about a couple of stories that we've written this week. Uh, you're in the process of writing yours. I want to start with mine first. That uh, How did I title it? Se- seven eye-opening training camp performances offense and then a separate one defense today. This is so subjective, <laughs> especially defense. Uh, offense, not so much for me. I picked Kyron Williams, Phil Dracovic because of the yes. progress that he's made. Uh, Brock Wright at tight end, p- doing part to Komet's injury, but also he had the big day the day that Komet was injured. Jonathan Doerr is included there on offense. Tony Jones Jr., we like the way that he looks and the way he's played. Jared Patterson, the interior offensive line, for the most part, has gotten the best of the interior defensive line since the spring game. Not so much the other day right. when they went live. but Pat, So Patterson in the center has to be a huge part of that. And then my number one pick, although I didn't, I didn't number them, but I put him last. Michael Young, I think, has had a really good uh, training camp. Who, comments on those guys, who all, you might add? All important. Players you've added there too, and I think it's worth noting the offensive line was a player of the day recently. They, True. That's a, and by the way, I didn't pick. You know, this is not about established players. This yeah, is about that, guys that are like finding, that. you know, trying to find their their uh, extended niche. I guess I like that list. I would not put Lawrence Keys on it, but I would if you're adding one. He is starting to trend. Lawrence Keys. He's also had a player of the day when we weren't there, and I liked him when we were there on a Saturday. Um, 
I think it's important to get the fourth guy out there too. That Notre Dame needs that. No, I agree. Especially without Cole. And Command. he would have been. And Lawrence Keys would have been next on yeah, the list. Yeah. My defensive list uh, also seven. KJ Wallace. I like the way he's competed. Me uh, too. Jack yeah. Lamb. I don't know that we we've necessarily seen anything, but we know that he's heavily in the mix and a newcomer as a redshirt freshman. Tariq Bracy is the second best cover corner on the team, uh, and he played a little bit last year. Of course, Jacob Lacey. We know they like him. And then the last three, I think, are pretty easy. Kyle Hamilton, Drew White, and Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. And Julian Aquara stands out, too. Well, he does. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly yeah, he, would yeah. be, he would still be at the top of the list. A couple of guys, I, Jason Adamiola, I like what I see of him. Ovia Gofu um, is not going to play, but That's, we know that he's yeah. trending. Isaiah Foskey's been impressive. Obviously, they've taken a good long look at him. J.D. Bertrand ha- has flashed a little bit. Uh, Temetope Agoro, I, I just like him. I like the way he plays. I think he shows uh, every time we're out yeah. there. And then Jay Bramblett has showed good hang time. He needs a, he needs a little bit more distance. Yeah, I, I only bring up Aquara because <laughs> I think it's relevant that some of the best players on the team, Aquara, Kareem, Book, Armstrong, Pride, I think I would only mention Aquara if I didn't know they were the best players on the team. Does that make sense? I would agree, and I don't. So there, there's a question about pride here. We'll we'll talk about him, but I do want to talk about that because I don't know. I mean, in the in when you add it all up, I don't know that he's made a lot of. We haven't seen him make a lot of plays. I agree, and I we did last August. In fact, we really yes. elevated him last August. I will say the reason I didn't say Gilman, Claypool, and Fink there, they didn't fit the criteria for your story. I have seen them make a lot of plays. They would join Aquara in the top tier guys True. that have made a lot of plays. True. Let's let's conclude with the story that you're working on today. Too. Yeah, it's a collect. I, looking at Notre, the quarterbacks that Notre Dame has to face this year, you have I broke them down into categories. Um, there's really five that are, I mean, they're they're top tier level college quarterbacks, especially if you consider their weapons. You have Jake Fromm is the best. Um, then I have a, a category that's all peers of Ian Book, potential peers of Ian Book on a game day Saturday, which is all that matters. In Bryce Perkins of Virginia, I think Notre Dame fans are going to get to know him this year before that game. JT Daniels, because if if you don't like the direction of USC or, or you think JT Daniels happens to be overrated, as even though he was a true freshman last year, he still has some guys to throw to. It's going to be a thing when he's throwing to those players. Jay Patterson and KJ Costello. I break him down. Um, it's good. It, it'll be going up later today after the podcast. There's some weapons I think that Notre Dame fan that you these guys guys like Malcolm Perry who everybody you know Notre Dame handled him last year they weren't even running the triple option offense according to our Navy insider that it, that's going back to what they love the triple option and they're going to try to use Malcolm Perry's running back skills there he will make an impact this year um, we'll get to this in the Louisville section with Juwan Pass who has a new lease on life because they've eradicated the worst coaching situation mm-hmm. in America last year and then Duke's Quentin Harris is a pretty underrated player um, after that I start digging deeper. But I decided I wanted to write the story because I thought of the quarterbacks Brian Kelly has lost to in his career. And this is true of almost every coach, as you point out. He's lost to a lot better quarterbacks than he's beaten. That's the way the sport works. (laughs) But think of this. Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson, and Trevor Lawrence. Other than the Heisman guys, there's no one else in his nine seasons he could have faced. It's the Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Johnny Manziel, the only other guys. It's Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson, and Trevor Lawrence. And then I detail all the other very good 
of the 32 quarterbacks to beat them and maybe in a Monday musings I'll put out the 85 quarterbacks he's beaten but, and, uh, and the and the the worst quarterbacks that that defeated Brian Kelly's Notre Dame team I had to look one up I had to look, I had to look one up and really guess on another but uh Stanford when they beat the uh 2016 Irish it was Ryan Burns which is just incredible because you can name Stanford's quarterbacks off the top of your head immediately and Andrew Luck, Kevin Hogan. He did, had he, he had just beaten out Keller Chris or was yeah, Chris, Chris injured? Yeah, got in. Chris was injured, yeah. gotten in, but Burns won and then the one I had to look up and it's sad because we reference this game all the time. Otherwise great year against quarterbacks but BJ Daniels of South Florida is a painful. Other than that, I'm telling you man, you guys see this list. It is a really good list of quarterbacks because Devin Gardner's not a good quarterback, but he's a tremendous athlete. You know, yeah. there's guys on here. Yeah. It's a jog down memory lane until you get to 2016, and then there's just some junk that beat Notre Dame on this list. Uh, everything about that South Florida game, including yeah. the weather delay, <laughs> it was an awful day and night. BJ Daniels is not the top of the list of memories. Absolutely from, not. From that Absolutely day. not. We have a ton of questions. We want to get to them all. We will in segment two: burning up the boards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Burning Up the Boards brought to you by Rent Like a Champion, South Bend's largest vacation rental company with a 1,000 weekend home rentals close to Notre Dame Stadium available for Fighting Irish Game Days. Irish Illustrated readers and listeners can get $100 off their booking with the promo code IRISH2019. We start with a question from Golden by Name. We haven't heard too much about Dalen Hayes so far in camp. What do you think his ceiling is for 2019? I have a feeling he's going to have a sneaky good senior season. I don't even think it'll be sneaky. I don't think it's I, sneaky I think either. I, I had him number 10. I'm sure you had him number 11, I think, going into the season. Um, he hasn't had a super loud camp, but Dalen Hayes is one of the 12 best players on the team, and yeah. he could be one of the eight best players on the team by the end of the season. He's going to make plenty of plays in the nickel and the base. Uh, he rotated at least, he's only about 130 snaps less than Aquara had he not missed that game. That that right. adds another 100, you know, that adds another 80 to it. I think he's going to have a heck of a year, and be a, if he has the right games, he could be a national name. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, maybe it's sneaky from the standpoint that he he won't have the stats that Aquara and Kareem have, which is something that Mike Elson has explained how he helps create stats for for other uh, defensive ends and defensive linemen, and that's that's good too. That counts too, <laughs> that as, counts as, as we as like anything. to say. So. Yeah, I mean, I think we don't talk a ton about him. He's not a starter. He's the third guy. He rotates in freely, and I agree. I, You know, I hope he gets some of the acclaim that he deserves. Maybe we can play a role in that a little bit. <laughs> I thought he was great in September before he got hurt. Uh, he admitted he was in a funk. Maybe it took him too long to come back from a stinger, but he's a guy that's had shoulder injuries. Yeah. Um, and for all we know, that stinger, maybe maybe he didn't feel his arm. For yeah. He's not going to go in depth yeah. on that. He had, a, he had a good day against Clemson. That that counts too. Um, he's he was really hard to block, especially when Aquara was still in the game. Um, I like Dalen Hayes going forward. BDMJ fifty five. How much do you think the deep ball will be used on offense this year? It seems like Notre Dame now has the speed, but can Book pull it off? Well, they want to do it. I mean, Chip Long has talked about wanting to stretch the field and not having enough big plays last year. They want to do it. You know, we we worry. I guess we concern ourselves with Ian Book's 
deep throws. It's not that he's underthrowing them. He's he's overthrowing them. So I, it, that's a lot more correctable than underthrowing them, right? You know, he overthrew Fink for two touchdowns last year. I know the there's the famous underthrow of like USC, the Hail Mary, and also the the uh, Cotton Bowl. But most yeah, most of the misses were overthrows yeah. last year. And they want they want to do it more. It, it will be available to them, um, which actually ties in the next question. I'm going to bring that in here right now from uh, B.J. O'Connor. Uh, maybe that's O'Connor. I'm not sure. Who is a, uh, who has a bigger year receiving yards and touchdowns? Chris Fink, twenty eighteen, or Chris Fink, twenty nineteen? Chris Fink, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I agree. Easy. That's why I'm trying to tie it into the previous one because I think he becomes a deep ball threat as I well. I do too, but because of his route running, um, the way he can find ho- openings down the seam to the corners. Uh, you would like to see a guy like cause I think Keys will emerge and be a player this year that they that they rotate in. And I think Michael Young can get deep, too. I would like to see Braden Lindsay have a, and this is not that made up, hey, he's fast, put him in a run straight roll. I want to see Braden Lindsay be a legitimate backup wide receiver, two deep wide receivers, so he can play in games, function as a non-deep threat, and also then become right. the deep threat. Yeah, that's, that's really good, the way it works. No, that's a good That's a good way of putting it. If you, and that, I mean, that loosens up a secondary, too, if you can do that with a player like that. I think... That, okay, Chris Fink's numbers from last year, 49 receptions, 571 yards, two touchdowns. I think he's going to double, at least double the touchdowns. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, you know, and his, his average per catch is 11-ish, which as a slot receiver, it's going to, to be like that. I don't know. You know, maybe the distribution of passes, he doesn't exceed 49 receptions. I went with Komet out. He probably does. Yeah, that's um, true. With Komet that's back true. in, I would be with, there yeah. with you, the 40-55 range. But his his numbers are, are on the rise, and I would think 2019 is far, gonna, going to far surpass 2018. Reesers 33, hot. In Pete Sampson's recent article, he mentions how Nordae may have its best uh, Brian Kelly era recruiting staff. What else can Nordame realistically do to close the gap between the talented recruits and that of the other playoff contenders? It's hard to close the gap between Alabama and Clemson when they have it rolling like this. Now remember, Clemson, Clemson closed this gap on Alabama because they beat them. It became an attractive place when you beat them yeah. and you keep going. I do think another playoff appearance and a playoff win is a big deal. I mean, Ohio State remains right behind those guys in terms of Developed recruiting talent. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma yeah. is clearly in that, although Oklahoma's best two players have transferred in in the last couple of years and <laughs> one wasn't highly recruited at all. But I, I do think winning a playoff game is the thing you can do on the field. I don't think, I mean, getting there and getting lit up, no matter how much better they played against Clemson than they did against Alabama, they got lit up in the final score. It wasn't close. And uh, you need to you need to pull one off. Georgia beat Oklahoma and played for the title. Yeah, you know? I, I don't know that, I mean, if... if like if people are waiting for Notre Dame to like to get this sharp increase in five star talent, now I know that they've got a couple, you know, they've got a receiver and a running back coming in next year that and a tight end, are, but yeah, that's not the yeah. Same as... But Notre Dame has just, you know, in a, in an interview with with Mike Elston this summer, I mean, they've they feel like they've just figured out who to recruit and how to recruit them. That doesn't mean they're going to get more five star players. They're trying to get. It's still about fit. I know people want you just want pure athletic ability, but you if you get those players that are all football and not not student, if they're athlete but not student, they're not going to they're not going to be at Notre Dame anyway for very long. So I wouldn't expect a sharp increase in like top fifty players per se. 
But one defensive top 50 player per cycle is a reasonable goal yeah, to have. Of course. Kyle, Kyle Hamilton, whether he ab, ab, made that or not, I don't care. He is a top 50 player. Absolutely, and you, and, and that happens by going to playoff games, yep. winning the getting another opportunity, winning a playoff game. I'm not saying that they can't recruit better players than they have, but you're, they're not going to recruit the guys that Alabama and, and Clemson recruit. There will be some overlap. In Georgia now, I, I didn't. I should have included Georgia with Ohio State. They are on the rise in recruiting now. Georgia is obviously really on the rise. We 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 make fun of the whole traits thing, but it's because of the emphasis of those traits that they're sitting where they are right we, now. It is. Uh, Want to talk to Brian Kelly about it on the record again? He said I put talent over development and coaching and teamwork in 2016, and you saw what happened. Those guys did not deserve to be out on the field. Or what they brought to the program. Kevin Stefferson always deserves to be out on the field from his talent. But it's an issue. I mean, it was an issue, and he's eradicated it. That's what they're going with. And I I still think you can get one more top 50 defensive player, especially in the front seven. It makes such a difference if you can do that around all the talent they have. No doubt. CMU Pence fan, what evidence have you seen that would make you think the starting offensive line is ready to take a step from its 2018 play as a unit? You know, I mean, we can only go on brief glimpses. Their dominance... Between the tackles in the blue goal game, um, the advantage they had when camp opened again. Look, offensive line play, last year at this time, Eichenberg had never started a game. Banks had never started a game. Kramer was tra- uh, moving from tackle to guard. And not Hainsey, impressively. Hainsey was a starter as a fresh, yeah. freshman, but he actually only started one game in 2017. And Patterson... I'm not saying better than Sam Mustafer. I think he will be better than do, Sam Mustafer. He's got more length. Um, just offensive line play is about experience, and they have a lot more among the guys that I mentioned than they did last year. Yeah, I think the key is, are we comparing Notre Dame's offensive <laughs> line in midseason to, hey, I know they're not as good as the Joe Moore winners of 17 with the two first-round trip picks, but, boy, they're a lot better than 2018. Because I think they have to be. Midway through last year, we watched that pit game, and we had seen, it was post-Alex Bars, but, I mean, he wouldn't have made the difference that they would have yeah. beaten Clemson. We were watching the Pittsburgh game, and I wrote, they can't beat any playoff contender with this offensive line. And it doesn't mean they're not okay. They need to be great for Notre Dame to beat a playoff contender. The offensive line has to be a top-tier offensive line. They do, and I think Chip Long has to do a better job in those situations against a Pittsburgh approach where they're, yeah. you know, they're forcing you to... To, to get away from the running game, you got to do some things to loosen that up. Trust me. The next week, Pittsburgh played a game, and they had a week break, so it wasn't a letdown. Duke put 45 on them. So I know you can penetrate Pittsburgh's defense right. if you really right. come to play. Wash ND, how would you manage the safety position going forward? Move Houston Griffith back in the spring? Move Cam Hart or someone else on offense? Something else? It's not an easy answer. I would move Griffith to play alongside Hamilton because I think he would win the job fairly easily. And I think you put Griffith in his best spot, so you're not weakening two spots. Now, if Griffith is your best boundary corner and also your best safety, he's better at safety than boundary corner, in my opinion. Or he would have won the job at boundary corner. So I would move him because I think it gives you two potentially really good young safeties. Can you afford to move him now? If without an injury at safety, you can leave him there because they're going to play three safeties. Why would, why would Griffith get in the field at safety instead of Hamilton? Right. Just, just to rotate in with Elliott, you're saying? I mean, I, I think a rotate in with no, Elliott to give him a break. I agree. Um, I mean, as, as we look forward, getting a six-year – I mean, you keep, you, you keep Sean Crawford there. You, yes. You work him nickel, safety. You don't even worry about corner. I know he wanted that opportunity, but that's 
If he wants a six year, he can come back and play corner next right. year. Right, and that's and then getting a six year for Crawford would be would be beneficial too. And then you bring some guys in that are already verbally committed that are part corner, part safety, and you've got a little bit of flexibility there. I think people wonder why not move him now because Dante Vaughn is not a finished obvious. Yeah, product. I just don't. See, that, he's got to play first. I don't think you can you you. I don't think you can blow this experiment up this quickly, especially especially since you changed from the experiment you. You had in the spring with with Houston Griffith. Vaughn hasn't made plays since 2016. I know he was close to the ball sometimes, and he actually ended up faring better against Clemson after those touchdowns. But I mean, that's you know, other than that, how do you like to play, Mrs. Lincoln situation? Yeah, I just you don't, don't know what you have yet. He, I don't buy that whole thing I, I that he either. was He's, there. What, I mean, that that's I just, meant he played better after getting torched for touchdowns at the end of the game. Right, but, but, but yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, you you don't know what you have in Vaughn right now. You you think hey, he might be able to get up there and start and help us, right? But that's it. You don't know it. I have no. to see him cover Louisville. No, that's why. Uh, I mean, keep a <laughs> keep a close eye on him tomorrow. I mean, yes. I'm interested <laughs> to see what what he's going to do on Saturday. JPF five hundred five. You are coaching against this Notre Dame team. I'd rather coach against the 2016 team, by the way. But what is your game plan to beat them? Also, what about this ND team keeps you up at night as the opposing coach, excluding the pass rush? That does keep. Uh, you know, I think you. I, I, you know, we were just kind of alluding to it. You force Nordame to beat you with their passing game. You try to take their running game away, um, which has been that. You know, yeah. teams have done that. Uh, it causes a little panic, <laughs> and I mean, I think that that's a good starting point as far as. Um, you know what keeps opposing coaches awake at night besides the defensive ends and the pass rush. You better be aware of those two safeties because yep. they will beat you. Oh yeah, that's that's a second. That's a great tandem. Um, I would uh, I would stick with the running game offensively if I'm the other team because I don't want to have to deal with those defensive ends. Absolutely, and, and dis- absolutely. Mean, it's okay to punt once in a while. I would take the opposite. The viewpoint I t- used to take with Notre Dame when they had a limited offense, it's okay to punt once in a while. Don't, no, don't I, let them ruin the I, game. I agree with that. And I, and that is absolutely what Georgia will do. Yes. Well, yeah, they have the, they have the they, bodies. Well, it's what, it's what they want to do anyway right, against right. anybody. They want to run the football, and they will challenge Notre Dame's run defense in Athens, Georgia on September 21st. At TDISU19, how good can Louisville be in the opener? What should concern a paranoid fan base like ourselves about Louisville? And then a couple fill in the blanks. Nordin will win the game if blank happens. Nordin will dominate the game if blank happens. I know your concern, so I'm going to go with a different one. I, I think this, the opener, the atmosphere, the situation, the fact that they went from an absolute cancerous coaching situation to what, I mean, everybody has a nice healthy coaching situation. When you switch that, I don't know how Scott Satter, how Scott Satterfield will, will finish his career, but I know that they're into it now. That he has the players believing now. Um, they're going to be going with Jawan Pass as a quarterback. He had a rough year last year, but he also wasn't believed in by Bobby Petrino. That's the way those things work. And also they were chasing 60 spots all game long on offense, which is hard to do. I think they have some athletes. Um... Now, before we get into the rest of it, I, that's what I would think yeah. of. I, I like yeah. the energy they have. Yeah, in. no, I, I agree. And I, I've, I've, I've heard good things about Scott Satterfield. He came from Appalachian State. I've heard good things about him from people that have been on the field with him. Um, as far as your comment about the athletes, you know, when Lamar Jackson was still the quarterback at Louisville, Des Fitz, Fitzpatrick and Seth Dawkins, two of their receivers, were good. 
yeah. when he left, they weren't as good. Although uh, uh, Shatarius Atwell is a kid that averaged 17 yards per catch last year that's back. So, I mean, if Jawan Pass is, is the answer or if he can improve, they've got some weapons at wide receiver. And I tweeted this out, I don't know, about a month ago. But keep this in mind that Satterfield's special teams at Appalachian State were were really, really good. Um, number two in kick return last year, uh, number eight in punt return, and n- number 14 in punt coverage. And Louisville last year was number two in the country in kick returns. Um, they were getting a lot of kickoffs because they were giving up so many points. Sure, but that sure. that's a that's an average per return. So their special teams are ve- are potentially very dangerous to Notre Dame. And that's, that's for the fill in the blank. The only way Notre Dame should be able to lose this game is a special team score, a special team big play to go along with it, and one costly turnover where Louisville gets great field position or brings it back. A South Florida, there won't be that type of calamity because they're better coached now. But I'm saying Ian Book could have a great day, but if he still throws one that goes yeah, the wrong no, way, no doubt. then that's no doubt. I, Louisville is going to have a difficult time outscoring Notre Dame because yeah. Notre Dame's offense, presumably, their defense is going to be Louisville's defense is going to be better, but presumably they shouldn't have enough defense right. to hold Notre Dame. Notre Dame down. should not lose this game, of course, but we're trying to that was the question. There's special teams and turnovers. It's a great it's, it's always been the great equalizer. And Notre Dame will dominate this game question. They will dominate the game if they just show up and put it on them early because it doesn't matter how excited you are when you're hit twenty one nothing in the mouth and it's the middle of the second quarter and you have to pass and here comes the pass rush, then it, that's gonna be a that's when it gets ugly. Right. I agree. Uh, a couple questions here is is uh, from uh, at Jordan Pollock. Is Phil Dracovic looking more like a solid backup to Ian Book at this stage? Could he lead Notre Dame to victory against teams like Louisville, New Mexico, Duke, Navy, and Boston College? Those are different level teams. <coughs> he could lead Notre Dame to victory over New Mexico. Uh, Louisville be interesting because he'd be pretty nervous. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean at- that's a situation that's a little tougher than New Mexico is not involved in that. New Mexico yeah. and Bowling Green, Phil Dracovic now will lead Notre Dame to victory. I mean Boston College on Senior Day in South Bend of the Cold. You're not sure Ian Book's leading to victory in that one, so let's leave that one. Well, out, and, right? go- and going to Duke. Yeah, uh, David Cutcliffe's a good coach. Uh, you know, we assumed a couple years ago that they were beatable. I, you know, I'm not sure that Phil Dracovic's ready to do that. We, you know, this is. It's that time of year where now that he's not thinking about every pass that he makes in practice, he's, he, he looks like a more legitimate prospect for Notre Dame. But I don't know. It's too early to tell it on is, that. But he's no longer the guy we have to no. think cannot play at this level. I wouldn't think so. At Kenny Covington 1, the young wide receivers had a loud spring in a good way. Is the relative silence about them this fall a sign of uh, solidity or that they haven't progressed? That's a really good question. I have not seen as much from Joe Wilkins as I thought I would because he always showed up in the spring in last yeah. August. Lindsey flashed that one Lindsay day flashed. we were there. Um, Keys, Keys is Keys generally the most consistent of those. These guys would look a lot better if Kevin Austin was one of them. Yeah. I You know, I really I think it's a combination of the starting three are good, man. I mean, they're I, just, do too. They're, I think that's the main. They're, main they're good. And we all like Michael Young, and he joins two guys that are that are veterans. Uh, so I think it's kind of a combination of the two, but certainly you'd like to see those young guys get in the rotation. Um, with uh, uh, from uh, uh, the Friedert, with Komet out, I would expect 
a lot more Chris Fink and 11 personnel. What is your expected alignment distributions for the games without Komet? You have talked a lot about two back lineups, but rarely saw them last year. Three wide receiver, one tight end is the most likely because they have that's where the talent lies. You go with your talent. Um, just It's always been that way. So when Notre Dame had two tight ends that were better than the third wide receiver and sometimes better than the second wide receiver, that's when they went heavy on 12 packages. I do think they're going to use two, two running backs much more than we've ever seen. I would be shocked if they don't because they can catch the they can catch the they're, ball. Chip Long loves it. He yeah, they're going to use them. They're going to put those guys in the slot, and those yeah. will that'll be your quote extra tight end, so to speak. But three receivers a tight end and yeah. running back is the what yeah. you will see most. I mean, that's just that's their offense. But the tweak is less two tight end without commit and more two back. I think. Yeah, when I say like you know you'll have you, let's say you're in a two by two alignment, um, you know in the slot you have your Z. And a running back, right? And you know, if it's and maybe Jafar Armstrong, and, he's an ex-wide receiver, right? And maybe don't have a tight end on the field in, in that situation. So um, it'll be interesting. That that all remains to be determined as they adjust to Cole Komet being out. Uh, from uh, at N Go Irish D, Troy Pride has yet to make Samson's list of players that impressed. I understand he is going against Claypool every day, but has anyone's opinion changed on him from preseason? It doesn't change, but we've noted a couple times now that he has not been the most... It's not like he's getting killed, but I do think something's wrong with him, mildly. And it's I think, I think as you said, he's going to keep playing through it, right? He's not the type that will take the time off. Yeah. I, he made more plays last August. There's no doubt about that. You you were gushing about him last August. Because he was making a right. lot of plays. Right. And, and, you know, it's a tough matchup. Claypool's got size on him, he, he, but I just don't think that he's he's made a ton, and maybe he's a little bit banged up. I don't know. Again, we haven't seen any. We haven't seen anything since Monday. Yeah, uh, we'll have a better idea on Saturday. But it, I think it's just worth noting that hey, I don't think he's made that right. many plays when you just add. I it bet all it's up. a non-story as the season goes on, but he has not made a ton of plays. Right. That's as we said. Report on what you see. Yep. Right. Yep. At O'Malley's Muse, over under five combined touchdowns for Lindsey, Wilkins, and Keys. Under. I'll take under on that also. Uh, are you? Th- this is from at Murphy's Law. Are you thankful that you don't have to discuss the quarterback situation for the first time since 2009? That's not really too because, true because we continue to spend a lot of time talking about Jerkovic. Not that he's going to beat Book out. But highly regarded quarterback who, if something happens to book, he's got to be in there. So we're still talking about the backup quarterback a lot. Yeah, but for better reasons now. I'm not watching every dovetailing pass. I got a text sent to me about a dovetailing pass on a video from Phil Dracovic that Notre Dame sent out. It did look ugly, but he's going to have him once in a while. He's well, going to have him. He well, doesn't. Would somebody. It looked. It was a terrible looking pass. Why would way, you include it? I don't, then? I don't know why they put it in there. It's like when they put the net out there for Brandon Wimbush to throw at last year. <laughs> Couldn't hit the net. Why would you have it at practice? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, you're right. Why was that in the highlight video? It was I, a fingertip catch, but it was a, it was a terrible throw. It was yeah. done in slow motion, so I guess it looked <laughs> slightly better than it would have in fast motion. I don't know. Uh, question from at WG Pennington: Missing in action list. Any word on? I'm going to go, we'll talk about okay. these guys one at a time. Justin Adamiola, I don't think he's missing it. No, he just, he's the third string defensive end. That's a good third string defensive no, end. No, no. Uh, oh, ju- okay, Justin, it is right? Justin. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking he's Jason. He's a quality player. He's just a third string guy. What do you, what, you can't get much more out of him right now. When he plays, he'll make plays. Right. Avery Davis. He's, uh, he's not in the mix. He, uh, special teams, though, because he was a special <laughs> teams player of the day. He can run and tackle enough. 
And yeah, he's a great athlete. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's going to play special teams, he, but he will not play nickel. He's seldom on the ball when we see a ball being thrown in the direction of the guy if that he's covering. he plays nickel, there's a huge issue. Nah, that's not over. going to happen. Yeah. Jamie and Franklin? He's just injured. I mean, it's great that he made it back out there, but it's unrealistic to think the guy was ready to roll. Yeah, just as yeah. long as he stays healthy yes. and he's progressing, the year that's just fine. Year. Houston Griffith? Uh, Missed some practice time when we were there, and he's behind guy. I mean, I, I'm going to try to watch Houston Griffith and Dante Vaughn and Agoro and see who's the best player of the three of this practice. Again, because I know who it was last spring. Well, it's there was no point last year Houston Griffith was better than Agoro. I would agree. But it was a new position, but now it's not, and, and there's a game coming up. So he's got to be better than that. Jonathan Jones? He's he's just not a good teammate. He's just not yeah. in the mix. At special teams, yes, he's not in the mix at, at Mike Linebacker. Paul Mawala, uh, he's got a shoulder or a right side of his upper body that we will find out about on Saturday specifically. Shane Simon's the last name listed here. Yeah, he's the one I think everybody wanted to hear from this camp. And that was, and here's, I don't know if this is a good or bad sign, it might just be my memory. When I was saying Jordan Jen Markeith would be a surprise and Bo Bauer, I couldn't think of the other guy that was going to be a surprise, and it was Shane Simon because he hasn't flashed. Although he was a special teams player of the week also. Our specialties player of the day in August, also. Well, they they need to. He, he needs to be heavily to right. He teams. needs to be heavily involved in that. That'll get him some yeah. on field game time, and and maybe that will help. You know, push him to the next next step. I think it just pains fans of websites because they're so into recruiting that Shane Simon can't get on the field, but Drew White rises up after missing so much time and takes it right. Well, there are football instincts, and yeah. then there then there are learned traits. Yeah. And Drew White obviously has those football instincts, and Shane Simon is still trying to learn how to play football on this level. That's fair. Uh, a couple. Let's finish with a couple of questions with a little bit of fun in them, uh, because I tend to be serious all the time. At T Martin five hundred eight, if Notre Dame's position groups were Notre Dame Stadium tailgate lots, they're missing one. But okay, go ahead. Here we go. Uh, who would be stadium lot, library lot, Joyce lot, Bulla lot? What's the other one? White Field, right? Don't they still tell you that there? Or is that just parking? Is that way, way out? Yeah. So uh, White Field is way out there. Stadium, so in order, Stadium is the closest, followed by Joyce, Library, and Bulla? Yeah, Stadium lot, I'd say position group would be quarterback because it's the elite place to be. But there's also some questions on the outskirts of it when they really don't fill it in that much because those people <laughs> are like the guys that used to sit in the gold seats and go to Florida for basketball games. No. That is a stadium lot. It's I the would, cultural elite plus some holes. I would throw the defensive ends and safeties into stadium lot personnel. My, my defensive ends and safety lot is Joyce Lot, the gold standard of tailgating. Oh, I grew up okay. there. Big Sierra's it. tailgater on the south side. Coming back from Atlanta, I tailgated there. Everybody I know tailgates there. That's the gold standard. Okay, well, I, I wasn't looking at quite like you, so I have offensive line and wide receiver at the Joyce lot, the second best lot nice. out there. My library lot is offensive linemen because all their parents are there, and you kind of got to be careful what you say around them. So that's <laughs> the uh, library lots for all the parents. Okay, rating them, I have, my, I have the running backs, the cornerbacks, and the defensive tackles in the library lot. And then we conclude with Bola. Bola, I know nothing about, so it's special teams under Brian <laughs> Kelly for 10 years. 
I don't go through the bowl a lot. It's I park good. there for practice. But it's not good. Yet. It's good that you you took a different perspective. We have, I have one the more. Li- I have the linebackers in the bowl <laughs> oh, a lot. Nice. You We're, don't know that either. See, yeah. <laughs> it's yes. the same perspective. I want to give a shout out to the old, now defunct, and paved over soccer field with the radio tower to the class of '93, four, five, and six. That was the all-time greatest tailgating lot. In Notre Dame history, that is the early 1990s running backs under Holtz. Ooh! There we go. There was a bunch of good ones. We'll conclude with, at P. Sully 226, <laughs> how big of a lead would Notre Dame need heading into the fourth quarter if the team were to sub in the Irish Illustrated podcast guys at linebacker for the final period and still win the game? Linebacker, by the way. So they're dealing with <laughs> offensive linemen. It couldn't even be safety where you can get out of the way. I could play safety like Redfield and did in 2014, right? <laughs> Just stay out of the way of everything. Um, I would say you only need a 14-point lead because when they score the first touchdown and we're all injured, by pulling guards, they just bring in the starters. you got to hold on, right? Yeah, I would say more like three or four touchdowns because, for me, the heart is willing, but the, the shoulder <laughs> yes. and the knee. You imagine offensive linemen? I mean, what? They couldn't. They, this is making a basketball question or something with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. uh, here, the first thing I would do if that were the case is I'd go to Chip Long and say, slow the pace, <laughs> run the ball, run the clock, and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, and I'd like them to play nickel. Get one of us off. Two, play dive. Get two of us <laughs> off go. the field, right? <laughs> there we go. I volunteered to yeah. sub out yes. a nickel. All right, that's all we have for today. Uh, Tim will be, Tim and Jack and the, the, the crew, other than me, will be at Notre Dame for Saturday's practice, practice August 17th. We will be back. There will be an instant analysis afterwards, yep. maybe even a surprise uh, guest on the instant analysis. And then we'll be back uh, podcasting. I will be overseeing and asking you guys a lot of questions on Monday when I get back from Los Angeles. So we appreciate you joining us today for Irish Illustrated Insider. It's time to start planning your trip to Notre Dame. Rent Like a Champion is South Bend's largest vacation rental company with over 1,000 weekend home rentals available close to Notre Dame Stadium. Head to rentlikeachampion.com slash illustrated to get $100 off your booking when you use the promo code IRISH2019. That's rentlikeachampion.com slash illustrated, promo code IRISH2019.